0: Welcome back. Hi, I'm Robert Fleming of the Tucson, Arizona elder law firm of Fleming and Curdy PLC. And you're listening to Elder Law Issues, our weekly podcast. Sitting here with me is Elizabeth Noble Rawlings Freeman, about 6.5 feet away, I believe. And uh, Elizabeth, uh, I I thought today would be a good time to talk about uh, stuff that's in the news. It's a It's going to surprise everybody to hear probably nobody's really paying attention. There's an election coming up.
1: Oh my gosh, Robert, I don't quite know where to begin. I'd say right now I'm getting quite a few calls from folks who are existing estate planning clients, also professional advisors for many of those clients, as well as a handful of new estate planning clients who really want to ask questions about what's going to happen with their estates after the election. And, and it's anybody's guess.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought maybe you had the answer. Uh, well, of course, what they're really concerned about is that if there's a change in administration, that is to say, if if Biden becomes the president, the rules might change. And if Trump stays as president, I suppose the rules could change then as well, although maybe not as profoundly. So let's just talk about it. Not, not that we're predicting Biden will win or that we're hoping that Biden will win. But let's talk about what happens if he does win and what can we guess are the likely changes in estate planning issues.
1: And so Robert, I think to back up even a step further, the big questions that people generally want to know as far as estate planning issues relate to taxes. Relate to taxes during somebody's lifetime their death they they relate to taxes that beneficiaries may have to pay so I think for everybody listening today when we're talking about estate planning issues generally to most people that means taxes and one thing that I try and talk to people about right away is the fact that when we talk about estate taxes we're talking about two different things we're talking about federal estate tax and we're talking about state estate tax And here in Arizona, the state of Arizona does not impose an estate tax as a state here. And some people who may be living in other parts of the country may be living in states like Maryland or California, where that state does impose an estate tax. So for those of you listening today wondering, well, what do we mean about the election and estate planning issues? Think taxes. That's what most people are asking about in the first place.
0: And it's correct that Arizona doesn't have an estate tax, hasn't had for 15 years or so. Uh, But the other thing to keep in mind is that if Arizona, for some reason, decided it wanted to impose an estate tax, that's not something that just could happen overnight. It would require a supermajority in the legislature. and, uh, And it's just not too likely to happen. It's certainly not likely to happen abruptly. So we're gonna have a long lead time before Arizona ever talks about that again. And, and I don't mean to even hint that anybody's talking about it. Nobody is talking about it. It's just not a concern in the foreseeable future.
1: I do bring that up though with clients because I want them to be thinking about whether or not they own property outside of Arizona. So for those estate planning clients of ours, or in the case where we may be administering an estate as trustee or personal representative, and there happens to be property outside the state of Arizona, well, we have to think about those tax issues. And so while you and I are in full agreement that, A, there's no conversation happening that we're aware of in Arizona about imposing an estate tax. B, we also always look and spend time talking to our clients about if they own property outside of Arizona. So I generally find the first place most people want to start talking about taxes is in their backyard. And I try and assure them that we don't need to worry about that here in Arizona. But the federal estate tax, Robert, one thing I wanted to ask you about is when people think about that, they think about a number, but they also ask questions about something called portability so can you give everybody just a brief 101 on what those things mean sure
0: Sure. and the number right now in 2020 is 11 and a half million dollars portability means that when a husband and wife when one spouse dies and i say husband and wife but it could be husband and husband or wife and wife so i need to to edit that out of my uh, out of my common language when one spouse in a married couple dies then the surviving spouse inherits not only whatever the deceased spouse left to them, but also their $11.5 million exemption amount. So what that means is that more or less $23 million can pass from a married couple uh, on the second death to family members, to distant cousins, without having any estate tax paid on the federal level. Now, that's an oversimplification. But it's a pretty big number, and there just aren't a lot of people who are worth $23 million who have to think about that. Uh, Something less than 1% of the population, well less than 1% of the population, under the current rules, has to worry very much about the estate tax.
1: And when we talk about portability, that's one thing that I have a handful of clients that they will ask, well, I heard that I can have my spouses exemption and i said well yes <laughs> but it's that's not even really an issue to worry about unless one of you is already bumping up against that 11 million dollar figure today and so for for people generally when we talk about changes potential upcoming changes you know robert i don't see portability going away i i think portability at least in the next few years is probably here to stay
0: i agree and and the truth is even if portability went away it's pretty easy to plan to use both exemption amounts. You just have to do a little planning. So that, that's not the big area of concern for people, or that shouldn't be the big area of concern, although many people are anxious about every element of this because it's complicated, the numbers are big, the tax is 40% if it does kick in, so you'd really like to avoid the estate tax. It is surprising to me and has been for a decade or two that uh, how many people are worth a million dollars and really worried about the prospect that they might die with 11 million? Well, they must have better investment plans than I do because <laughs> it doesn't seem to me too likely they're gonna get to 11, much less 23 million uh, if they're sitting on a million dollars now. But there is anxiety about whether the 11 million, 11 and a half million dollar number might get reduced, and it might. In fact, it's scheduled to automatically drop back to five million and change uh, in in 2026, if nothing else happens. And I say and change because that $5 million is indexed. The $11.5 million is actually $10 million indexed. So the current number for the five million is more like five and a half or 5,700,000. Uh, and, uh, and in 2026, it'll probably be six million and, and change. So it's all a little bit variable, but still people who are now worth a million dollars are probably not too likely to be worth $6 million in 2026. We can't ignore the possibility, but it's not something you should lose a lot of sleep over.
1: No, and I think that when, when I certainly talk to people about the federal estate tax, I let them know, yes, this idea of this $11 million plus exemption sunsetting in 2026, yeah, that right now is planned to go on and come back down to $5 million index for inflation. So yes, that's the current plan. And portability, as you said earlier, Robert, I think people are going to continue to have that. Married couples will have that option. Where I'm telling clients that really need to be mindful are those married couples who may have right now right around four to five million dollars. Those are the folks who I'm saying let's talk a little bit about whether or not we want to introduce some more flexibility into your estate plan because I really want to be prepared Robert if before 2026 we actually see that estate tax exemption come down to 5 million or maybe lower.
0: And, and I think that's really the core issue in what do we have to do to plan for the election? There is some possibility that the number goes not to $5 million, but to, let's say, $3.5 million, and that it happens in 2021. Maybe it doesn't happen until well into the year, but is, is made retroactive to January 1st of 2021. And now suddenly, people, as you say, who are worth four million or five million, they have to consider whether they have a estate tax liability. Now, if it's a married couple who are worth five million and the and the number comes down to three and a half million, and portability stays in place, if we can say all of those ifs, they're still okay. We don't have to panic. But what about a single person who's worth five million who was not going to pay any estate tax under the current rules? Who's not feeling very well, uh, and uh, and watches the number ratchet down to three and a half million in 2021, if if that should happen. And those are the that's a pretty small subset of people, but those are the people who most need to think about what they want to do about planning.
1: And I would say, Robert, for those folks um, who are a surviving spouse, and handling the administration of an estate once their spouse has died that's also a really important time to talk about this planning because in some cases we may want to file an estate tax return to preserve some of the basis of those assets and the step up for estate tax purposes so keep in mind that we're today talking a lot about estate planning but we we also do a lot of trust in estate administration and that means that we have to think about those taxes for the surviving spouse as well so This is an interesting topic, Robert. I would tell you we are not in the mode of including a lot of different um, ifs in our documents. (laughs) They're pretty flexible as is, so you know the couple of calls I've had this past week asking about whether or not people need to update their documents. I've been able to point out the provisions that already provide some flexibility, so if people have questions, we're happy to review your existing documents with you, but um, don't worry if we say it's okay. Most of the documents that we're preparing these days for folks do have some built-in flexibility.
0: There is one last category of people we really need to touch on. We don't have a, a lot of them in our clients. Uh, our clients tend to be uh, well-off but not uh, not obscenely wealthy. Um, but there are people who are worth more than uh, $23 million who need to think about what to do and whether they need to do it this year. So let's kind of spin that out. And rather than have a married couple, let's just have a single person. So they have an $11.5 million exemption amount and they're worth $20 million. And they're thinking, uh, oh, what happens when the number might ratchet back to $5 million or $3.5 million? Well, that person, if they want to take maximum advantage of the current high estate tax, estate and gift tax exemption, one of their choices, one of their most attractive choices, is to immediately give away eleven and a half million dollars and incur the gift tax, which would be zero on that gift and use up all of their lifetime exemption because that exemption is going to go away if the if the numbers drop back down. And so they're going to lose the opportunity to pass that money. Now, it's really easy for you and me, Elizabeth, to sit here and say, oh, sure. I'm gonna give away $11.5 million quickly before December. Uh, it's a little harder to actually write the checks. Um, fortunately, neither you nor I will have to write them for ourselves. But that one class of people um, is is a group who really need to think urgently about planning before the end of the year. Uh, and then, as I said before, the other group of people who are worth a modestly large amount of money Uh, something between three or four million dollars and five or eight million dollars maybe. They're going to need to think about it um, after the beginning of the year, probably, when they know a little bit more about what's going on.
1: Robert, this is anybody's game right now, and I just hope that uh, people who are calling and who want to come in, we can get you in. Just be be patient. We're trying to get to everybody. We've had just a terrific um, a terrific amount of estate planning and new clients in our office, which is great. Um, so if you listen to the podcast today and you start to get a little twitchy and anxious, don't worry, we're here. Just give us a call and, and we'll get you on the calendar. I, I look forward to seeing what's uh, ahead in the next few months, Robert. I am optimistic that there are good things ahead for everybody, including hopefully a vaccine to this coronavirus mumbo jumbo. I'm, um, I'm really missing the day-to-day contact that we have with people and hope that folks are staying safe and wearing masks
0: please everyone be well be careful and um, and join us again next week this is robert fleming and i've been chatting with elizabeth noble rawlings freeman we are partners in the tucson law firm of fleming and Curdy plc we do this every week we enjoy doing it we hope that you enjoy listening to us and um, and feel free to send us your questions we'll take a run at them We absolutely have an ironclad guarantee of at least 40% accuracy. (laughs) We'll talk to you next week. Thanks.